0: I am Sam J. Jones, Flash Gordon. Okay. Oh, excuse me. That's okay, it's oh, been a long day. <laughs> the dome always does that to me. Okay. It's good to be seen. It really is. And you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday night. We were beginning a massive Tell your people to surrender now, and avoid war.
1: Don't think you get me so easily!
0: It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof.
1: It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess,
0: confess that you will give you witchcraft. You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Beginning in 2009, all Area 51 recordings of Sci-Fi Saturday Night have been coated with a thin candy shell to help augment your auditory experience. Tonight, in Episode 418, we look forward with great excitement to listening to people talk. Because that's what we do. It's a short list of people on tonight's talkcast. Uh, because it's it's me and, and Kriana and and our guest, sitting in at the sci-fi Saturday night gaming console and help desk, our own back alley freeform fencing champion for the past three years, and prodigious prestidigitator of protons and electrons. Kriana. Uh, The creepy kid's laughing again. I hate that. By the time you listen to this show, we'll be at Plastic City Comic-Con. And I'm the guy who likes the vintage TV, bad movies, and good writing. They call me The Dome. And when you get to Plastic City Comic-Con, if you come by and see us, uh, it's going to be me. I'll be the guy in the hat. The uh, wonderful, talented... Young lady sitting beside me will be our special guest for Plastic City Comic Con. Please welcome the newest member of the Five Timers Club joining us tonight, Karen Goslin.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was quite see, the intro. <laughs>
0: because, like, first of all, you didn't even know that there was a Five Timers Club, did you? I didn't even know I did anything five times. <laughs> Well, you've done this five times, young lady, and you need to be ashamed of yourself. In any case, hey,
1: Karen, how are you? Good. How are you? And I have no shame. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know who Karen
0: is, shame on you, number one. Right. Number two, she's a, a an incredibly talented writer, artist, and just one heck of a a fun and lovely human being. And Karen will be joining us at the Sci-Fi Saturday Night table to show off some of her artwork and some of her other stuff. And uh, she she will also be there if you buy a copy of Sci-Fi Saturday Night's anthology, My Peculiar Family, to autograph it because she was one of the uh, contributors to that book, not only uh, in a short story, but some artwork as well, so and she will be more than happy to autograph any any book that you care to purchase from us for that event.
1: I'll even doodle in it. I'd heard that,
0: but I didn't want to say yeah.
1: anything. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it gets messy.
0: I know it yeah. does. <laughs> Now, Karen, you you and I go back a, a long time, um, and and we've we've known each other almost as long as I've been doing Sci-Fi Saturday Night. But for sure, uh, when we moved from, uh, no, when we were still on radio, actually. Yeah, I All remember that. Back, yeah, that was, that was a weird time, and nobody actually remembers it, but that's okay. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> what does it say about me that I do?
0: Well, you know, it's the kind of thing where we met in in the hallway of a high school
1: where they (laughs) That just sounds wrong, but yeah we did It sounds so wrong in so
0: many ways but it's absolutely true in this really small convention in Manchester, New Hampshire that was stuffed inside of a a high school and there were the lining one side of the walls were vintage uh, video games and the other side of, of the hallway was like tables of people selling um, pseudo-Indian beadwork and glitter my little ponies and artists. And and we kind of stumbled into each other as I was trying to avoid the glitter ponies. (laughs) (laughs) No, they were horrible. You don't remember that, do you? The 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 glitter. I games. remember
1: because my daughter at the time was really into them, so we ended oh. up with a couple. Yeah, <laughs> glitter everywhere it was awesome. And thankfully, she's outgrown that. Oh, thank God! Right now, it's it's stinky soccer shoes.
0: <laughs> and Way that's, better. That's, Step up. That's the other thing is, oh my God, how she's grown up since since we've we've known each other. She's just amazing An amazing thank young lady
1: thank you yeah seventh grade i can't believe it Jeez. Yeah. i mean and she's almost as tall as me she's a better person than me that's that which is amazing i, I love, that. I'm not I love sure about that but
0: but i love her to <laughs> death i love you guys to death and you know that
1: oh, we love you too yeah yeah that and, was, it was and, a long time ago i remember when we met and it was I just remember it was just a really exciting conversation. I'm like, wow, here's this guy who wants to talk art with me. Yay. Oh, definitely want to
0: talk art with you. And I still do because as 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 we've our our friendship has grown, your artistic ability and integrity has just blossomed to such a degree. Well, to you. such a degree, in fact, that we need to talk about where you've been for the past two weeks in a place called the Illustrator's Masterclass for the second year in a row?
1: Second year in a row, and next year I'll be going again. It's the most amazing experience I think any illustrator can can do. Um, and so talk just, a little you know, bit about,
0: about how you got involved with it and what, in general terms, what it entails.
1: Uh, well, I got Involved because my mentor at the time um, said, Hey, I just went to this class. It's the Illustrator's Master's class. You need to go to this. And of course, as, as always happens, these things get sent in front of my husband, whose ears perk up, and he goes, Yes, yes, you do. And so, um, <laughs> <Sounds like Tom. laughs> we know how. yeah, 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 you know how that one works, right? You've seen it before. I have. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's almost like he loves me or something. I'm a lucky gal. Something like that. Yeah. He thinks and, you're uh, and he's right.
0: Um, Humph. He said he thinks you're something special, and he's
1: right. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and then speaking of something special, he, we we saved we saved up the money. I went the first year, and oh, to quote Deadpool, "Holy shit balls!" Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was like I had stepped into a dream. And crying. So- there was crying, but there was mostly a dream. It so was. what what
0: is it about this that is so special for an illustrator to go to?
1: It's and here's the thing: it's not just illustration. If you want to do gallery work, it, it's they have people there for that as well. But you talk to some of the biggest names in the industry, and you learn from them. Uh, people like Donato Giancola, Boris Falejo, Julie Bell was there, Greg Manchez, who's done, who just recently did... um, I'm name-dropping like crazy. Um, Yes, you are. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, right? who recently did the Ballad of... uh, did the artwork for Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Rebecca Gay, who's now Rebecca Laville and who, who's um, gone in a different direction with her artwork, but she used to be big into fantasy artwork too, and worked for uh, um, I think either I think DC. comics. Um, Scott Fisher, uh, Dan DeSantos, these are all people who have been in the industry for, for years and years and years, and you're learning directly from them how to build an illustration from start to finish you are learning. You start with your thumbnails and you're learning how to flesh out your thumbnails and how to pick the one that has the most impact. You just go from there and you start your rough sketch and from there you do your finish and from there you paint. And depending on who your teacher is, depends on how fast you get to the painting because sometimes sometimes there's a lot of advice and you have to kind okay. of choose which ones you want.
0: You You're talking to the guy who yeah. failed first grade art because <laughs> his handprint turkey was horrifyingly bad ah oh, come on so explain to somebody whose life who doesn't live and breathe art you know yeah you're talking There's this there's this. there's this there's a but there's got to be something so special about what's going on because literally every summer this is for the past two summers this is all i've heard about from you
1: yeah, and it's an, Amherst, it's an Amherst College, Amherst, Massachusetts. And what makes it special is you're with all these other artists who are doing the same thing you are. They're struggling through the same things you are. And you're learning, you're not just learning, like, how to build this illustration or how to build this piece, but you're learning, I mean, uh, this past one especially, you're learning how to, like, not just emotionally let go of, of faults and flaws, but faults and flaws in your own artwork and how to embrace those faults and flaws and make them work for you you know, you're, you're learning, you're making connections. Uh, there's so, you know, the art director from Tor Books and, and a couple other art directors from, from another um, agency. And there's, there was the directors from Art from Magic the Gathering were there. So you're making connections and you're learning from all these people, not just, not just the art, but the business side of it and how to make those connections and how to grow.
0: So is the process changing for you as you go through this?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, it's a huge, big time. I was so tightly controlled with all my painting and now I'm finding things are loosening up. You know, I'll, I'll um, I'll leave a brush stroke on the, on the painting. And I, right now the challenge for myself is, okay, put it there and let, and then come back to it and see how you feel about it. Whereas before I would just blend it into submission and it, <laughs> there would be almost no texture. <laughs> you know? And I'd be wondering why everything looks so flat. And now it's just like, oh, hey, I got all these really great. Like, I'm doing this dragon right now. I'm finishing up my assignment. And there's all these really great, like, brush strokes with scales. Each scale is a stroke. Each scale is a brush stroke. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I – how, how come I never knew this before? Well, I didn't know this before because I didn't have anybody to teach me this until now, And that's, which is also important, you know, to have those people to teach you this stuff that you don't know. So that art changes the way mine. I, I'm seeing mine evolve. You know, and so
0: is, um, it, is there a whole lot of one-on-one, uh, group discussion, group work? How, how does that happen?
1: Yes. <laughs> <It's a similar laughs> there was answer. an answer yeah. to a question. Okay. Yeah, all of it. I mean, you do – you sit in groups and you talk over your ideas. You talk over, you know, which idea would work best and how to make it work. You sit with – you sit down with each of the masters and you – um Talk about um, like, uh, okay, for example, when I was talking with Scott Fisher, we were looking at my, piece, and you know, it would help you with your shading is and finding out where your lightest lights and your darkest darks are going to go is to do a gradient, you know, from dark to light and a glaze, which is pretty much, it's a little bit of paint and a lot of linseed oil. And you take that glaze and you go from dark to light. And where that lightest part is, is where your focal point is going to be. Now, that completely changed how this piece was going to go and how I painted.
0: And and I guess what surprises me is that when I look at somebody like you, I'm figuring she knows her style, she knows what she wants, and she's doing it. And yet what, what I'm hearing you say now is the style itself changes the more you learn. And the more people who are involved with you in in this wonderful endeavor called the Illustrator's Masterclass, the more you learn. Thus, the more it evolves.
1: Exactly. And even even the pros even the pros evolve. I mean, it's uh, for example, Rebecca Laville. Um, she did illustration. Now she's in gallery work. Her painting style evolved. It changed, and it became something. If she felt is more personal to her, just like my artwork is evolving and it feels like it's becoming something more personal to me. Every other artist in that class is going to tell you exactly the same thing. It helps you make your art, it helps you find your artistic voice.
0: Is it safe to say that the artistic place that you were at five years ago has significantly altered due to a number of things Including these master classes?
1: Oh hell yeah, absolutely! It's it's changed so drastically much uh, from five years ago. Um, you, I mean, one going to these classes just you know open your opens your eyes to like a world of just I don't know how to explain it everything from technique to you know design ideas to possibilities for future marketing for your artwork to I mean you name it but also it's I find that you know it's as as my own artwork evolves so does my ability to tell a story through my artwork has also evolved and 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 actually become better
0: yeah I, I I get what you mean by that but here's here's one of the things that I've noticed about artists, mm. artists don't market. We're terrible. They hold up a painting or, 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 or a photograph or, or a sketch and go, what do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, when, when you go to someplace like when, when we used to do Boston Comic-Con and mm. you walk through Artist Alley or what used to be Artist Alley, and now is evidently celebrities, $50 pop. Um, <laughs> sorry, did I say that out no, loud? No, don't be sorry. I, I feel yes, you, I yeah. did. Um, yeah. You know, you would walk table after table after table after table after table, and and there would be variation on a theme, variation on a theme, variation on a theme, one right after the other, and and no, very little in terms of knowing how to make the connection between their artwork and, and the buying public. So how, how within this, the framework of this masterclass, and it sounds like because they're attacking at so many different levels, Mm. how does the marketing aspect come in?
1: Uh, It forces you to actually open up and talk to people, art directors and, art directors for one, and two, just other people in general about the artwork and about the stories behind the artwork uh, to generally just you make a more personal connection uh, and I'm going to drop another name Ian, Ian McKig was there for, as a guest artist, a guest uh, teacher and if you don't know who that is don't worry, I didn't either until he came I and mean, until he came to the class he is the concept artist, the lead concept artist for the first six Star Wars movies Oh, nobody
0: important.
1: Gotcha. Nobody important <laughs> yeah, but I know who this person is. But in no way that helped because I wasn't nervous when I talked to him. Unlike Boris Vallejo, who every year now I walk up and go, Uh hi you know. <laughs> so it, but also it helps you stay in the moment. It helps you stay in that uncomfortable moment until you are until until you are comfortable with it. You know, okay. it's like it desensitizes you to all the anxiety and 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 and, and bad um, uh, mental you know mental voices and sound, and, and t- soundtracks in your head that tell you that you're not good enough and, and that you're that to you just you know shrink down and just be unnoticeable. You know, and Ian's Ian's thing was if you presented a sketch to him, you had to have a story with it. So when I asked him for help with my dragon anatomy, he's like, great. What's the story? And I actually faltered. I'm like, shit, I can't actually talk about this piece. And it was just an assignment. Now I got to think about it. Well, in thinking about that piece, I came up with a story and I was able to make it more personal to me and more exciting for the person I was talking to. And that's not something I actively thought about until now. And it's actually something, you know, I sometimes do when I talk to people unconsciously without even realizing they come to my table. And it's not an easy thing. I mean, some of our artist friends, as we well know, are introverts. It's not easy for them to talk to people. It's uncomfortable. It's painful even. It's a little bit easier. Their their artwork is is their form
0: of expression.
1: Exactly. Not
0: not necessarily verbally,
1: uh, which is not something
0: many of them are actually comfortable
1: right. right exactly and unfortunately well fortunately for them they they put themselves in a situation where they do have to talk to people and they challenge that thought in their head where it's you know you know where they you know don't talk to people just let your art speak for yourself well unfortunately if you don't make that personal connection that person is not going to be as invested in your work as you are making that personal connection step outside your box talk to that person it tell them a story about the piece, whether it's how you made the piece or whether it, there is an actual story behind the piece. Um,
0: it, do you, know, you, it, find, do you find that if there is an actual story behind the piece, that you're more satisfied with the end product? Yeah,
1: actually. Yeah, I do. Um, it's I'm more satisfied with this current piece based on the story behind it and actually find it, I'm more invested in it it comes out better versus something that, Oh, here's an idea that, I just, and I can, I can just, you know, throw something up on a piece and it comes out pretty good, but there is, you definitely see the difference. You know, there, there is, at least in my mind, I mean, I see the difference. I see the attention to detail, the attention to composition, and the attention to you know, um, light and shade all came coming from this, investment in a story behind
0: but when you see artwork. the difference mm. can you when when you see that difference mm. and then somebody walks up to your booth to your table looks at that can you talk about it better can you convey said, yeah. it better to them yeah?
1: yeah I do anyway I feel that way I don't know if other artists would feel that way but I do Um yeah. Excuse me. It becomes more exciting.
0: Well, so you went last year Mm. and and you learned all this stuff. Yeah. And you were really, really hyped about it when you came back, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) As I I remember a hug from Julie Bell,
1: why wouldn't I be excited about it? (laughs) Exactly.
0: Right. So what made you think what made you say I'm doing it again? I mean cuz to my mind there are going to be a lot of people like there like you were the first year who mm. are just kind of getting together what it is. They want to get out of this thing. Mm. And you've already been there for a year. What was different the second year?
1: Uh. Everything. The first year I walked out of there going, oh crap, what do I want to do with my artwork? Where do I want to go? You know, it was because I'm listening to stories about all these artists, not just the teachers, but, you know, students as well, about their, you know, professional progression through not just the IMC, but through their artistic life in general. And a lot of them have the same story. Well, I like doing illustration. I enjoy it. There are things I don't like about it. I really wish I had the time to do stuff for myself. Well, the first year, that was daunting. Because I came in absolutely certain that book covers were it. That was what I was going to do for the rest of my known life. Yeah, you know, can and I can and I like, scream No
0: now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I say, was, you know how many pieces of yours I personally own? Don't you dare <laughs> do that. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, thank you. And you know, and after that, though there was that question, Is like, is that really what, what do I really want to do? Because it sounds like I mean, I'm feeling the same feelings all these other artists are feeling. Ergo. I'm not satisfied with where, I'm not satisfied with book, with book covers. That's not where, that's not going to be, I like doing them. It's not going to be my be all end all. So what do I do? So I agonized over it for like a year. And then coming into this last one, uh, it was rough. I, I will admit that. I'll own it. It was rough. Uh, there was a lot of crying. It's not the, it's, we have a, the students have a saying, it's not the illustrator's master's class. If you haven't cried at least once, or had imposter syndrome.
0: I would ask why. Why, why, why does that happen?
1: Um, one, you're in the presence of these people who have been doing this. I mean, in, in Boris's case, I mean, how? I mean, dear God, since I've been in, before I was in high school, I, I don't have no idea how long he's in his seventies, I think. And these others, you know, they've progressed to this point where they do these amazing pieces. I mean, oh if you God! Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, Donato Giancolo, my personal hero, I mean, does metal like nobody can do metal. You know, I've never seen anybody paint metal with such depth and realism. And you look at that and you're thinking, oh, shit, why am I here? What, what, the, hell am I, what, what the hell am I doing in the midst of all this greatness? Which is very common for, all of, for a lot of the students. I mean, when I found out how common it was, you know, it, it settled after a bit. And the other thing was, I mean, this is the year of change for, for me and my family. And to make a long story short, husband got a new job. You know, we, you know finances have changed. You know, my own, my own life is changing. So coming in, I, was, I already had anxiety from the amount of change happening. And then as a part of, part of the, depra- the anxiety I was feeling was just like, I, what do I do? Why am I here? What the, what the hell do I want to get out of this? And it was like halfway through, I knew it was, I need, I wanted to create my own stories and illustrate them. That's where I want to go. That's what I want to do. That's my passion. That's what I've been doing since I was a child. And it was like, everything changed in that moment. Everything, Oh, in that moment, I sat on a bench and stared at a wall in terror, going, did I just really commit to this? And, and, and the answer was yes <laughs> yes, the answer was yes. The answer was yes, I did commit to this, and and now I feel i don't I feel happier than I have been in, in a really long time. I feel like you know now that I've committed to this, now that i've ha I've got my purpose, my passion, my path you know everything so, else is, suddenly seems more crystal clear to me
0: so going back next year
1: hell yeah yeah, <laughs> Hells yeah. And, I, and it's funny because again this is the testament testament to uh, how wonderful my husband is you know i'm on the phone with him talking about you know everything this new revelation i had thank you ian mccaig if you ever hear this you know because i mean he's, he's really the one that spurred it after talking to him um both personally and 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 in lectures um and I'm talking to Tom. I was like, well, I mean, if we can save up a mo- enough money, you know, I'll think about going. He's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean no? He's like, you're going. Oh, okay. I'm going. <laughs> Yay!
0: That's great. Yeah. So, the good news now is this weekend, you're going to be at Plastic City Comic Con. Yes. Yeah. And if people come by the 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 table to see you. What are they going to see? What what are you bringing new? What are you bringing different?
1: I have a couple new. I have a few new pieces. I have um, my my artwork seems to have, seems to have branched into two directions between fantasy and um nature design, nature artwork. Um, but for fantasy, I have I have what I call um fate. My 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 picture, fate. It, it's the woman who's it's one of the Fates, and the the cord is being that she's holding a cord, and it's being cut magically by these scissors floating in the air. It's kind of more of a um, Art Nouveau exploration than anything I've ever done, because I went to looking at some of, you know Alphonse Mucha's stuff, and it was very Art Nouveau. Uh, so that was kind of like there was that one, which is kind of an exploration of that. Um, my other fantasy piece is. Um, a more personal, emotional piece that I've been exploring, um, that that I explored. It it was more of the uh, kind of exploring anxiety and depression. So it's a um, a kind of like a angel slash doll where, you know, the porcelain is just kind of flying off her and spinning around her. Um, And I added maybe too much symbolism to it, but uh, there's little snowdrops you know, kind of spiraling around her with the peonies and the, the snowdrop symbolism, symbolizing birth. Um, the next one is the one I'm currently finishing up. Is my assignment is it, it was a, just because it was a magic card assignment doesn't mean we actually get hired magic. It's just an assignment, and you figure out how to how to make that assignment work. And this assignment that I chose was a um, an undead drake or dragon with its writer and this one nice yeah oh my god it was so much fun i actually had um this piece has kind of evolved a bit as as i've been working on it as well As, as the story as as i was i had to uh create one um behind is the writer is a lord of hell her job was to drag civilizations down to hell, civilizations uh, like Babylon that have just lost, quote unquote, lost their way or, or become so corrupt that, you know, they're, they're unsavable. So she drags the entire civilization down to hell. Except if they change, you know, <laughs> hell has decided that this isn't needed anymore we don't they're doing just fine on their own we don't need you to do this anymore well this is her life this is her job this is her passion this is her thing this is the jam so she's beside herself she doesn't know what to do so she finds the spear, of longinus and she uses the spear and casts it into cities so that the corrupt polit- politicians and corporations can fight over it corrupt the civilization so she can drag it down to hell and that's my piece <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay can i and be honest and go i can't wait to see it
1: i can't wait to bring it yes yes and the rest are like um fun um design pieces that i'm thinking of turning into textiles you know at um at some point i'm trying to i'm getting some connections and i'm trying to figure out where would be good place to do that um you've seen them before they're like mandala kind of designy oh yeah 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 Inks. Yeah. And really you know, they have stuff. These, Yeah. Yeah, thank you. They they kinda have these designs going through the animals and um one of the art directors loved it and said this comes so naturally to you it'd be a shame if you didn't do anything with it. I'm like, Yeah, you know you're right. So that's the other fork in the road that I'll be taking. Um So
0: one of the things now that you're also admitting to <clears throat> that happened in these master classes is that when they go through some of your back work, mm-hmm. they provide you with a sense of validation that normally you just don't get.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, sometimes, yeah, I mean they have critique that makes you want to, you know, curl up somewhere and cry and think you're not good enough. But the critique is critiqued there for a reason. You're, it's there for you to learn from it. I you do have the validation moments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there comes a time um, when I'm dealing with a writer or I'm dealing with an artist or an artisan or, or a, a creative a, a person of, of some kind. And it just kind of hits me in the face that they're working in a universe... I don't understand. I can't even begin to comprehend. But as I look at what it is they're doing, what it is they're showing, what it is they're writing, that's their way of letting me see it. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're one of those people that I have over the past years, really, really looked up to uh, in that way, because your art has as, is profoundly interesting. Oh, thank you. And that may have sounded like I copped it the last second with it, but there's (laughs) nothing better than an interesting story, an interesting piece of artwork, an interesting creation, because it draws you in and works with you as opposed to going, here's the picture, what do you think? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree, and it's um I, honestly, there's I've I don't think I've ever been able to truly do that. Just say, "Oh, here's a picture. What do you think?" I've, I've always, I mean, you see me at my table. I I get excited. I end up talking talk a mile a minute, and people end up staying at my table and we'll talk, even if they don't buy anything. We we talk and we have a great time, you know, and make a connection and. One of those connections has just turned into a commission with one of my design animals. So, yeah, those, those connections work for you on many levels, both emotionally a friendship-wise, personal-wise, everything-wise, and now business-wise. Those connections work.
0: If you come by Plastic City Comic Con and you come past our table, you're going to come and meet a wonderful friend of the show's an incredibly talented artist, an incredibly good friend of mine. Karen, thank you for joining us tonight. And I can't wait to see you this weekend.
1: I can't wait to see you guys either. And I can't wait to talk about more projects that I have coming up.
0: Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of GraniteCon, King Comic Con, Plastic City Comic Con, Books and Comic Art House. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for some of the best deals on original art from absolutely dozens of your favorite artists. If you're looking for some really great gift book ideas for St. Swithin's Day, consider uh, look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's anthology, My Peculiar Family on Amazon, and BarnesandNoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is now available on Audible because that's where you find audiobooks. Our intro production is provided by Rob Watts. More of his amazing stuff can be found at robwattsonline.com. Also, check out his hot sauce. Everybody else's. Cam loves it. Our outro music is provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Their grooves are at lawrencemademecry.com. Big hello to Jojo and Celine. Had a wonderful time at the convention in London. Congratulations on your work. Many thanks to Kriana for stopping by tonight so she could press the buttons because I can't do it without her. Mm-hmm. This is Dome <laughs> St. Terry and Jeannie. Shared penis lessons, shared joy increased. Thus, do we all repeat entropy? We'll talk soon, Stacey. keep getting these emails from Control, but they're never about what I expect. Good night, everybody. Blessed state time. I know.